I'm Maddie. And this is the Content Creatives Podcast. Our mission is to inspire creatives to discover, grow, and own their brand. Today, we're going to be sharing how to not leave any money on the table with your brand partnerships. If you're starting to work with brands or have hopes of working with brands in the future, these tips are for you. But before we get started, let's do our question of the day. And the question of the day is, what's one Seattle attraction you recommend to people visiting Seattle for the first time? So fun. I can get, because I actually know this one. So like off the top of my head, the one of the ones that Sam and I actually visited when we were living sort of near downtown a few years ago. I had never been on the wheel, like that great wheel that you guys see on the pier. And we finally decided to actually walk down one day and go. And it was toward the evening time. And if you guys like go around that time, they actually have like drinks and stuff. It's really cute. You can get cocktails, I think. Cocktails? You, or you for sure at least can get like wine and beer um, and even just like other beverages if you don't drink alcohol. It was just so like fun and nice and we watched the sunset from the wheel and it was so pretty. I had so much fun and now they're doing like a whole like meal like thing that you can buy like they coordinated with the restaurant nearby and they'll serve a full meal like while you go through the wheel. Um, I don't know how much longer they're doing that for but regardless whether they still have that or not if you come to visit it's so much fun I have a really funny story about the wheel um so my mom is afraid of heights but she like picks these things that like push her to face her fears oh that's nice and for like one mother's day she was like I want to go on the ferris wheel because I've never done that and we literally get there and she's shaking because she's so nervous and I was like mommy why did you pick and out of all the things, she goes, I just want to go on it, but I'm so scared. Oh, and no. she went on it. I was like, Yay. I cannot. Do- okay. But she literally did that. I was like, why? Out of all the things we could have done as a family, like, this is what you pick when you're afraid of heights. And anyway, so. I'm so proud of her, though. That's so cool <laughs> that she did that. So, yeah, the wheel. I second the wheel. Um, For me, um, one of my, one of the things I do recommend, it's kind of an attraction, Um kind of not but I actually recommend taking the downtown um, Seattle ferry to Bainbridge Island oh, yeah if you have never been on a ferry ride before um, this is like a really easy way to check that off your bucket list that ferry ride you get such beautiful views of the city and it's actually yeah. not very long I think it's like a 25 or it's not long at all yeah 30 it- minute yeah and you can walk on you don't even need a car to do that um and if you have time in your schedule to explore Bainbridge Island, you can. They actually have a really cute, just like one, two block, like downtown area where you could walk off the ferry terminal and like walk through the town. But again, that ferry ride, I just, I really love ferry rides. I don't know what it is. They're so fun. And that, I mean, it is, the views are absolutely beautiful. You can either sit inside or go on the deck. It's just stunning. I mean, I, I've heard people say they've seen whales before. I don't know. I've never seen a whale. I have never seen whales on the ferry. I think I'm like, wait, isn't the ferry traffic pretty busy anyways yeah, no I've never I've heard people say it so who knows maybe you get lucky I've never seen one but I mean it's still beautiful views and then Bainbridge is so much fun like one of my friends is from Bainbridge and like there's so many fun things to do and like there's so even if it there's so many just like little islands around Seattle that are so fun to visit and they have so many cute little attractions so yeah anyways you guys will have to let us know if you have a recommended attraction in your city or your state and we'll go ahead get started with today's episode So before we jump into today's tips about not leaving any money on the table, we want to remind everyone that the influencer industry 
is a billion dollar industry, you guys. The Influencer Marketing Hub did a report on this. And according to them, the influencer industry was predicted to have a market size of 9.7 billion dollars in 2020. There is definitely money being allocated to influencers. Fortune 500 companies are coming onto influencer campaigns with healthy budgets. And we want to let you guys know that there are more than enough opportunities for everyone. And we want to share how not to leave any money on the table as a content creator or influencer negotiating your next brand partnership. And one thing I just wanted to share with you guys is that even in like the last quarter of 2020 through 2021, I feel like like fortune like 100 companies are coming in. And so if you even just take a look back at like my Instagram, like um, Microsoft Edge. That's the first time I've ever worked with Microsoft. They're like a Fortune 50 company, and they're working with influencers. Pizza Hut is also a big one, but I think they've I think they've worked with influencers before, but um, I, I haven't really seen them like go into the micro influencer space. And so, some of my partnerships with them, I actually worked with them for an entire quarter um, in 2021. So yeah, I'm really seeing brands like now when we're talking about digital spend and we're talking about you know digital media or digital marketing budgets i know influencer marketing is a subset and is a discussion that's happening with brands like PNG, like Microsoft, like Pizza Hut, like other Fortune 50 companies. Well, and when you guys watch like even stuff like Shark Tank, like I and I those are startups, but like you watch Shark Tank and now every single episode in the recent seasons Every single time they ask about like their influencer marketing strategy, if they sent stuff out to influencers, that's just like part of the conversation. So like so many businesses are just implementing this as a standard practice. So absolutely, like there are budgets, everyone, like obviously different budgets for different kind of companies, but just like Emma said, literally Fortune 50 companies are getting in on this and like companies of all sorts of like, like niches or whatever that might be. So no matter your niche, no matter what you guys have going on, there absolutely is budget for you as a creator. And one of the reasons why we wanted to have this conversation today, right, is it only gets better for all other influencers, all other content creators, when we talk about money as an industry and when we talk about the realities of it. And so I don't see it as like often now, but I will say like when I started working with brands and started, you know, getting paid for campaigns, there was almost kind of this competitive mentality about, well, if I don't get this campaign, that person will, will take it from me. And I, I really want to eliminate that type of mindset because yeah. again, you guys, $9 billion industry, right? And so we are sharing these tips today to, again, encourage you to talk about money and encourage you to maximize your earnings as an influencer. So let's just dive right in and talk about tip number one, which is to raise your rates. So if you haven't raised your rates since last quarter or last year, this is your sign to raise your rates. So before we even talk about negotiating with a brand, we have to talk about, again, increasing your rates. If you are if you are still charging your 2020 rates or or maybe you're even charging your 2019 rates, you are leaving money on the table. And why it's important to raise your rates is because whether you're doing this as a side hustle or you're doing this full time, you have to see yourself as a brand in business. 
And every year, every month, every quarter, you've grown your experiences, you've grown your audience, and maybe you've even grown your engagement rate. And if you aren't sure where to start, start with a percentage, raise your rates by 10% or 20% or 35% and see what brands say to your rate. And so this is a really easy thing you could adjust now. Again, if you're nervous to do so, you guys, just start testing it out, pick a percentage and start pitching it to brands. Well, and we've talked about this in previous episodes too, but like there's nothing wrong with just testing to see if you can charge a higher rate. Because again, every single day you are gaining more experience, just like at a job you would get quarterly promotions or yearly promotions or whatever that might be. You absolutely deserve that as a creator too, because you are honing your skills and you are doing more and you are learning more and you are more knowledgeable in the space. So you absolutely deserve to raise your rates. And there's nothing wrong with just trialing new rates and seeing if brands are accepting it. I mean, you guys very like very infrequently will a brand that reaches out to you, see your rates and then just say like, oh, well, we reached out to them. Like we spent all this time and energy and money reaching out to these creators and they came back and their rates were too high. We're just not going to email them back. Like I, that doesn't happen. Like the, I mean, maybe once in a blue moon, you know, but they'll email you back and just say, hey, this is above our standard rate. And if you're willing to negotiate, you can, but like, you know, like don't be afraid to put a higher price point because you just think that brands will just stop talking to you. And it's great business practice, right? If, okay, again, seeing yourself as a brand in a business, right? As a content creator, you provide a service and typically that service is content, photography, photo editing, copy, copywriting. And so if you guys think about it, right? Like people, companies, like what we're paying for, oh my gosh, like an iPhone today is not probably the same rate of what we paid in. When did it first come out? I don't even know. 2010 yeah. or whatever. Forever ago. <laughs> Forever ago. And companies naturally adjust their rates depending on inflation, right? And like as the product has gotten better, right? I think, um, oh my gosh, I can't remember what podcast episode I was listening to. They were talking about how back in the day they were like, in these um, industry tech conferences and they're like, no one's ever going to pay $1,000 for a smartphone. Here we are. And here we are paying $1,000 for a smartphone. <laughs> well over sometimes. And so again, just great business practice. Absolutely. And tip number two is to charge for every single deliverable. So guys, if a brand is asking you to produce one reel, two Instagram posts, two Instagram stories with a total of six frames, two TikTok videos in price, make sure you price every single deliverable out. While it can be tempting to just give an estimated lump sum quote, you can absolutely maximize your earnings through brand partnerships by pricing each deliverable out. Why should you do this? Because each deliverable, each photo, each video takes time, effort, and creativity. As a creator, you need to factor in your time to produce each piece of content. And then if you're participating in like a long-term, multi-month, and multi-deliverable campaign, you also need to account for time needed for revisions if they come back. You know, also look for that in your contracts too. We'll have to do a separate thing on just contracts in general. But like it's, if you need to do revisions, that's going to be more time for you, especially if you have more deliverables. So the more deliverables, the more time spent 
on revisions, changing things like and you guys, you can have individually priced out things. And then I have in the past offered like discounted rates for doing like packages, like full like packages where there are like multiple posts, multiple this. But I think it's important to when you do send those quotes, price out, say like, hey, I normally charge two grand for an Instagram post, twenty two hundred for a TikTok post, like price out like all of those and then say the total and then say, I would love to work with you here since like you would want to work with me on multiple things. I'm willing to do like a package offer and then like do some sort of like small discount just because like out of, you know, I've done that before. Like that's not what we're saying. We're not saying don't do that. Just don't throw out like just one random number. Yeah. And one thing I wanted to add here about revisions, um, I'm actually experiencing this right now. I have one brand partnership for summer and there's probably 12 to 20 pieces of content that I'm creating for them and we're doing the revisions right now you guys it took me like the entire day to do revisions and so you have to factor your time in for those deliverables and you have to think about the revisions aspect I remember one of my first like five-figure long-term campaigns I was shocked at how much time it took me to revise the content and again I, I get it sometimes there's reshoots or you need to edit a video or you need to add these things in, but you need to factor that in. And that's an easy way you could increase your rate and make sure you don't leave any money on the table. Absolutely. So tip number three, you guys, is to charge for exclusivity. If a brand is asking you to not work with a competitive brand for a period of time, so an example, you might see this in your um, emails, right, where brands or PR agencies will say, hey, exclusivity is two weeks before the post and two weeks after the post you can charge for it. Brands expect you to charge for exclusivity. And the reason they expect you expect you to charge for that is because they expect in return that you will agree to those terms in the contract. And so that's why there's a fee, right? So why charge for exclusivity? Well, number one, you should be charging for exclusivity because of opportunity costs. If you are agreeing to work with the brand and not work for a competitor for the next three months, you need to be compensated for that opportunity cost. If the brand's competitors reach out to you and offer you the same rate the next month, you have to turn that down because you agreed to the exclusivity clause in the contract. Um, And a really quick thing I just want to mention in here, you guys, this actually happened this past summer. I had a company reach out to me. They wanted to do Um, a year-long campaign and one post per quarter. And they came back and they offered $9,000 for this partnership and they would not budge about that rate. And for me, I was like, I know it's only four posts, but it's the exclusivity piece, right? If I am saying I am an ambassador for this company, I am in return going to need to say no to this entire category of brands coming in. So I turned that down and like, luckily I I did. I'm so glad I did because I had another partnership come in this summer. They offered $12,000 for a partnership. And if I had agreed to that $9,000 partnership, I would have had to say no to this 12K one because it's the same category and they're exclusive, like um, competitive brands. And so just wanted to share a real life campaign. And as you grow as an influencer, like these the the monetary amounts just get bigger and and bigger for campaigns again especially if you're charging for exclusivity well and i think something that like people are hesitant about when it comes to exclusivity is just they're like oh well i wouldn't 
work with another person in this space regardless because I, you know, like I want to show that I'm being authentic and genuine to like one brand. And if I'm talking about a brand, it is because I love it, which is exactly what Emma and I do. We only talk about brands that we love. Right. But like, think about it. Like if you're I'm just going to say soda, like if you were working with a soda brand, like you don't only like one soda. Like it's probably likely that you have like a few sodas that you love. And so of course you want to share those authentically. And the exclusivity like in a lot of categories like that can mean that, you know, even if you do want to come across as, you know, being like, because you are being genuine talking about your love for these brands. I think that's a big reason why some people are hesitant to charge because they think of the authenticity there. But just think about it. You can fall in love with multiple brands. And if you are not able to share all those things that you are passionate about or excited about because of something like that, like I actually turned down a five figure partnership because or five figure. I think it was four figure, a four figure partnership um, because it literally exclusivity for a year for one of my favorite products. I absolutely love this product. This was also one of my favorite products, but I also used something in a similar category. It wasn't even the same thing. It's just a similar category. And that was included in the exclusivity. And I just, I, I talk about them so frequently. It really just didn't make sense for me. So I turned it down and I'm not, I'm not sad that I did because really it, that does deny you so much opportunity if you do have a brand approach you in a similar market. And again, you guys, just to bring it back, it's a billion dollar industry. Fortune 500 companies, new companies, established companies, people are coming to influencers. And so just because, and this probably sounds crazy if you're like, oh my God, you turned down four figure campaigns, right? Because of exclusivity. Mm -hmm. That probably sounds so crazy. And I would probably feel the same way too if I was a new creator starting out. But we just want to put things into perspective, you guys, right? Opportunities are not just like a one, like, oh my God, that's the only opportunity I'm going to have this month. Like, in some cases, maybe you, you will have slower months, but the truth is there's enough opportunities out there where you know something else, a better fit, a better you know, campaign that actually aligns with you and, and your goals and your mission statement and your audience will come along. Um, and then we'll just wrap this part up because I know we've kind of chatted about it. But <laughs> if you don't know how to charge for exclusivity, um, some influencers price exclusivity by percentage of their rate and then charge that each month. So for example, if you charge $1,000 per Instagram post, you might um, charge an additional $500 each month or 50% of your rate to be compensated for the exclusivity clause. Yeah. And guys, again, it it's absolutely fair. <laughs> like You are literally like missing out on potential opportunities. So just keep that in mind. And then tip number four is to charge for a rush fee. So if a brand comes to you with a quick timeline or quick turnaround time in their email during the phone or Zoom call, um, the brand is basically asking for the required deliverables in a short amount of time. The brand wants the content in less than a week, less than two weeks. You should absolutely charge a rush fee. I've had so many brands, especially like when the new year starts and they just got their budgets and they're like, okay, or the end of the year is coming and they need to use their budget. Like they, there are so many quick turnaround things that come into my inbox. And especially if you guys are doing this as a side hustle, it is so much harder when you have to coordinate, say with a nine to five schedule, obviously you might be working like in a irregular schedule, but if it is something like, for example, me, my nine to five, if I have to take photos in the winter, 
it gets dark by five. So from basically my entire weekdays are completely off limits and I can only shoot on the weekends during those times or during my 30 minute lunch break. <laughs> like I only have the opportunities to shoot at that time. So if I already had weekend plans and I'm going to have to wake up early or I am forsaking my lunch break in order to take these pictures for a brand, it is a really big chunk of my time. And also, if you are moving your schedule around to accommodate for these things, like you absolutely deserve to charge money for that. So why should you charge for a rush fee? If a brand is coming to you with a budget and disclosing that it's a quick timeline, they definitely have money set aside for the partnership already. Typically, brands, influencer agencies, and PR agencies have already done the work to the research, sift through influencers, and decide to cast you for the campaign. So the brand already wants to work with you, and they clearly have a little bit of a, you know, timeline on their schedule if they're doing that quick of a turn. And if you aren't sure where to start with pricing out the rush fee, again, we recommend starting with a percentage of your, of your fee. So ex- for example, if you charge 500 in Instagram post, you might charge an additional 400 on top of your fee to meet the campaign deadline. So that's 80% of your rate, really just depending on the quick turnaround time. And again, you guys can experiment with different rates that you want to try charging for that. But I've even had when I come back and I say, okay, there's going to be X amount of rush fee, brands have literally come back and said, Sometimes it's very firm, but sometimes they'll come back and say, oh, actually, like you can have more time to work on it if they don't have the budget for that, because really it wasn't as urgent as they were making it seem. They really just wanted the content. It was just more ideal for them. So if they don't have the budget for it, there's a likelihood that they'll offer some flexibility in the timeline, which gives you more time to plan out your content accordingly. And if not, then you get compensated for the time that you spent moving around your schedule. All right, you guys. So before we wrap up today's episode, we want to leave you with one bonus tip. Another way to make sure you're not leaving any money on the table is to check in with your peers and your influencer friends. Influencer and content creator friends can help give you perspective, advice, and sometimes that boost of encouragement to raise your rates. That's what Maddie and I do (laughs) all the time. We will just like check in with each other. Like if I am getting a campaign offer or, you know, I'm like trying to like decide whether or not it will be a good fit or not like Maddie and I will literally text each other or or just go back and forth just to level set and like because sometimes if you're the one reading the contract you're the one reading the email like you're in it and sometimes you just need that outside perspective and it's so helpful and even joining groups like the content creatives podcast Facebook group like I, I don't know if it's I, I'm i in so many Facebook groups, so I can't remember if it was in that Facebook group or another one. But I've seen people ask like, hey, I just got, you know, this is basically the rate that they offered. And these are the deliverables. Like, what do you guys think? And then people say, OK, well, the deliverables include exclusivity. Are you charging for that? Are you charging for these things? Because that rate seems pretty low for what they're asking for. There was actually someone today in the reward style Facebook group that was asking about their uh, like a hotel collab that she got in her inbox. They wanted 20 usage rights, like 20 images with usage rights, like so many, uh, there were multiple posts, a blog post, like it was a very extreme amount of deliverables for a two night stay. And 
she ran that by everyone and everyone was like, here's what I'd cut out. If you really want to do this, I would cut out this, 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 and this if they're really not going to have budget for it. So run it by your friends, you guys. Join the Content Creatives Facebook podcast group. Like we want to hear from you guys because we want to help out with stuff like this. It's really important for our community to be empowered to charge for these things. So reach out to your friends. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's podcast episode. If we haven't connected yet on Instagram, you can find us at Emma's Edition, at Mad Cray, and at Content Creatives Podcast. And again, join our Facebook group and sign up for our emails new- email newsletter. And we will see you guys next time. <laughs>